Hello, and welcome to In the Studio with Ann podcast. I'm Ann, and as always, thank you so much for listening. So on today's podcast, I'm going to be sharing about some of my hands-on tools. And in this specific one, I'm going to be talking about geography and how I sort of paired a couple different resources together to um, create something that this month is pretty fun and is working out really well. So... I last year um, got Which Way USA from Highlights. And so I was introduced to Highlights when um, Haley was in school, actually. And so when you purchase things through Highlights, like their magazines and different books and things like that, then they give, I think, um, money back to help with the schoolroom to get things that they need. So we signed up when Haley was in kindergarten, and then I started to realize how many, how much, you know, resources they really have. So I looked into it, and I saw that they have something called Which Way USA. And it's a really fun geography um, magazine that they send out, and each, you can pick how often you want to get it. And each time I get a shipment, I get two states And so each book has one state and it gets in the back, you have a map that opens up. And so it shows you the state and it's pretty big, which is kind of cool because you can really see it in like a zoomed in um, way. And then it has all kinds of different things for the kids to read, Um, just different facts and information and all kinds of cool stuff. And then they get a little like piece to put on a keychain. So every time they complete one, then they can put one on a keychain. And then the actual magazine itself is, um, I would say maybe 20 pages long. I have to check that to be sure. But each page is a different activity for your kid to do, whether it's a maze or a word find or just something fun. And it engages them with two characters, Trip and Scout, that are two people that are kind of going on an adventure through that state. So it tells where they're at in each adventure with a little bit of reading and then an activity that you're helping them do something. And then at the end, you have the opportunity for your kids to um, tally up their scores so that each activity they do on each page gains them points towards the end and they can see if they beat Trip and Scout or not. So it's a very cool interactive thing. And they have activities on there. And you can, as you read each page, you're gaining knowledge of different landmarks and places as Trip and Scout visit them. And then it engages you also with the map. So last year, I started ordering these and did start using them. But they kind of fell to the wayside a little bit. And so this year, I've continued my shipments just because I want to make sure I have all the states and have a complete set. So I'm kind of OCD like that, where once I start like with something, I want to try to have the whole set. So even though I wasn't using them as much and I didn't keep on target with every month, the ones we got will be finished and then we're ready for the new ones. I kind of was allowing myself grace to understand that, you know what, that didn't happen. Um, But I'm going to pull them back out at another time. So I have an area in my, um, you know, my school stuff that I kind of put stuff that I want to, that just isn't really working for whatever reason doesn't mean it's a wrong resource. 
It just means, you know, I think I'm just going to earmark it, bookmark it, and um, come back to it later. So this year, second semester, that's what I'm doing because we didn't really use them much the first semester. So second semester, I'm looking through resources and saying to myself, okay, so I need new resources because every month I want to kind of switch things up. What resources do I already have that I can pull out and use versus um, investing in new ones? And the Which Way USAs were one of those. And so what I did was I pulled them out and realized, let me try to layer them or pair them with something else. Um, so that um, you're kind of making it a little new and different. So as I was going through some resources, Arrows and Applesauce is another really great place to go. Um, I mention a lot of different places that I like to go, and I'm so thankful for these moms that create these places that they have such cool and unique resources love them because I am not super crafty. So I love that they are and they can create these things that I can order, pay for, print out, and then put together because that's just about enough for me. And uh, I'm okay with that. I'm okay that with the fact that I am not super like crafty in that way. So Arrows and Applesauce, I love to go on their website and look around. And my husband had mentioned, he was kind of quizzing them over the holidays about state capitals. And as he was doing that, I realized, hmm, they don't really know many of the state capitals and we haven't really gone over that in a, an extensive sort of way. We've referenced a few so they have a resource that is a state capital study. And so it has every state and their capital. It gives the opportunity for them to trace it and freehand it on their own, depending on what their um, handwriting level is. And Haley will try to do her cursive as well, since she's a little more advanced. Then what it does is then it gives different maps. So you're given different things to do with each map. One is you trace the um, state so you're getting a feel for the shape of it. And then the other is, you know, I think, coloring it in, marking where the where in location is the state capital. Um, I forget exactly every single step because it's not right in front of me. But it's really cool. It's a really cool resource that you um, have at your fingertips to go over and it kind of goes in order and it'll go through, you know, different state capitals. And um, so what I thought would be cool would be to do this state capital study the month of January and maybe it might go into February, depending on how far. We try to do one every day, but we've noticed that... Um, you know, I don't want to rush through it either. So it's usually every other day, but that is in our daily schedule to do. And so I've paired it with the Which Way USA. So it also becomes something that they can do independently as well, an extension of. So I also have a book that I bought um, that is just a quick reference and it has every state in it. It's more of like a board book and on one paper, it gives a little bit of information about each state. So I pulled that resource out and I, um, what I do is when I say, okay, it's time to do our state capitals work, 
we get our maps out, we get our handwriting work out. And I, as they work on those hands-on things, I read to them about the state from the book. So they're getting a little more information about the state. We have a really big map that's hung up on our wall in our schoolroom. It's from the Witchway USA, and I love it because it hangs up. It's really big, and so I can point on the map where it is as they're working on their hands-on map and doing their handwriting. <clears throat> and then to go a little further, what I do, if I have the time to, I will then read to them through each page of Which Way USA and we'll kind of go on the adventure together. Um, and that opens up opportunities for discussions and, and things like that. And so I'll just read each page, go on that journey with them. And then their Which Way USA book for that state is always in their um, little shelf where they have all of their reading materials for that month. And so then what they can do is independently work on that themselves with doing the actual book activities where, you know, it's like I said, doing a little maze work or word search or, you know, decoding something to get like a secret message or some of it is actually asking questions that they have to reference on the map to answer the questions, uh, which are more like Haley's level, um, and so that's something that they can do independently. And so what I like about it is that if I have the time to dive in and do a longer lesson versus just the quick, this is your state, this is the capital, this is where it is on the map, and read a little bit about it in their book while they do their hands-on work, um, it allows the opportunity to then dive a little deeper into more about that state with the Which Way USA and then if I don't have time to do that, I still get the Which Way USA and say, okay, guys, it's your time now to work on you each pick, you know, pages to do in the book. And the other states as well are always in there as well, unless they complete all the pages, um, which they usually don't do in one sitting. I will tell them, you know, pick one or two pages out of it each that you want to do. And so then their other books are always in that reading materials shelf so that if they want to pull it out and finish working on more activities for the, maybe the state we did a day or two prior to that. And the goal is that by the end of the month, we get those books a little bit more finished with all of the hands-on activities. But that if nothing else, we are reading through them and learning about the state. And then to take it one step further... Um, for every Which Way USA that we have, I've already started this, um, but then kind of got off track with it. And this is where this is going to be a great system to keep me committed to finishing it full circle is then I believe it's also Arrows and Applesauce that has another resource. And they have a lot of free resources too, which is awesome. And this might be one of the free resources, but don't quote me on that. Um, that it's a one page exploring the state of... And it's got a place for them to color in the flag, um, answer questions about that state, so that at a quick, quick glance reference, they have information in the back of every Which Way USA about the state. So they're sort of um, having that one page that kind of gives a whole bunch of information. And it's also a cool way to get them to learn researching as well. And for Lucas, this is beginning stages, but... Haley, this is somewhere where she needs to learn how to get a book 
find a, you know, have a question and learn how to research the answer. So this resource, which is just one page, allows her to do that. So she has to get her Which Way USA, and she can also use the book that I have that goes through every state as well. But she has to find the answers that are on that paper. And so it's a great resource for being able to do that and kind of for her dive a little deeper. And so with having kids that are multi-age, that is kind of the layering effect that I do so that they're doing the same work, but there's different layers that they will go to. Lucas goes to certain layers and Haley goes to some even further layers. And so I take it out to the furthest layer I need with age, the highest age that I have, the oldest child that I have, so that they're pushing through as far as they need to go. So they're continuing to be challenged to the farthest extent and maybe even a little further because I like to push my kids a little further. Lucas is always being pushed a little further just because he's the second child and he's always chasing after Haley. Same with Allie. You'll see that with multi-kids. Um... But I like to push Haley a little further, too, because she's my oldest, and I don't want to, like, be letting her lax at all either, and I would always do that with her. And then as you have more kids, you tend to realize maybe it's just me that your oldest is kind of getting off the hook a little bit because you're focused on the other ones, and then it's like, well, am I pushing this kid, you know, as far as I should, and they don't have that older sibling to kind of do that gravity pull effect that happens naturally with multiple children. So, um, and to note on that, side note on that, is why Gather Round is really cool because when I do Gather Round, I'm getting all the different ages. So you can do the same unit study with multi age, and it's just you pick which um, student handbook, notebook that you print out. So in that, Haley technically would be early elementary still, but I have bumped her up to um, upper elementary already. We already started that right before Christmas, and so she was being challenged by it, but now she's really doing well. Um, and there's still, ch- you know, she is challenged by it, but it's not as bad as it was when I first switched her over. And to be honest, it was at first a little bit of a challenge for me because I liked having them both on the same early elementary because then I didn't have to go back and forth. I had, I just was like, they were at the same space. And, um, but I knew it was a good challenge for her and she notices it now. So if she doesn't have early or upper elementary, she asks for upper elementary, which I think is really cool. Um, so that's sort of the layering effect and, and, and using multiple resources together that can kind of make a difference where Which Way USA was a resource that's an awesome resource, but just wasn't working for us in the way that I was using it. So I've mentioned this in, in several other podcasts and when I talk to other people is that if something isn't working, like the way your child's learning, it's an opportunity to give them a different resource or go at it in a different way. Well, sometimes it can be the same thing for a specific resource. Now, sometimes it can be like decluttering your life. You know, when I go through a room, it's like the three categories. I keep it simple. It's, uh, you know, keep it, pitch it, or like the maybe or donate pile. And so with your resources, you have to know whether it's working. If you really just know that it's not working, 
um, you know, I would say just put it aside because it may not necessarily mean that it just isn't ever going to work. It might mean that you need to find a new way to utilize that resource. And so that's what happened with the Which Way USA. Wasn't that I didn't like it or wasn't a good resource. Um, I think just the way I was implementing it just wasn't working for whatever reason, or maybe it just wasn't meant to be at that time. And that's okay. Um, Now, I do have some resources that, again, were great resources, but um, I've decided to donate them uh, to other moms that, you know, they would like to use the resource or the book or whatever it is that I was reading or using that I'm like, you know, I bought this book and it's just not really the way I'm going to use it because I just know that that's just not my style or whatever. Um, And so I don't hold on to every single book and things that I get. But I think that it's a great example of being flexible and realizing that, you know, it just, it's, that's what's nice also about evaluating every month. Um, That's been a huge game changer. And that's, kind of a business um, thought process as well as kind of analyzing every month your business and where you're at and what you want to, you know, change or utilize and kind of keeping things fresh. Um, and also, like I said, in many other podcasts, the Montessori philosophy as well. I always loved that they changed their rooms out every month um, to keep it new and interesting, especially in the toddler room. I thought that was a really cool thing that that specific teacher had done. So, um, all that to say, that is what I did this month. And it's been a huge success. We're really enjoying it. The kids are kind of diving into the books a little bit more than what they were before. And again, I feel like it's working well to give them stuff they can do independently. Um, but it has the layering effect so that they're being challenged. So when I go and check it, I can say, well, you know what, Haley, this part isn't done. And that's the challenging part for you. Don't just breeze through. Um, and it's all there. The system is in place. It's easy for them to understand. I can engage each day as much or as little as I need to based on the day and how things are going. Um, and so I think that that's... Um, Again, another beauty of homeschool and uh, doing it that way. Excuse me while I take a sip of my coffee. I don't want it to get cold. I don't get many opportunities to uh, drink my coffee hot, really. I think I get like one or two sips and then I forget about it and get sidetracked. And then I'm like, ugh. Um, The Yeti cups, not to like digress and like go off track, but the Yeti cups are awesome uh, I know they're a little expensive, and so I would, like, avoid buying them. But uh, I, I think I got, <clears throat> my husband got me a Yeti cup for, like, my birthday or something. Game changer. I, if, I, if I put my coffee in that, it stays hot so long that I don't really have the same problem of, I can, like, kind of sip on it throughout the morning and just leisurely get to it, and it stays warm, especially when I'm out and about, so... Uh, my husband will actually make me coffee in the morning when he gets up and he puts it on my nightstand in a Yeti cup with a lid and it's still warm when I get up. So if you have a, you know, husband, maybe tell him that little hint. So anyway, back on track, back on track. Um, so yes, the layering effects, 
and the sort of putting different resources and tools together. And it's also been helpful for me to also stay on track because I'm looking at this as like, I'm setting a goal with it too. And I think that's the other thing I didn't do well with the Which Way USA in the first time around when we did it. Again, this is only my second year. So um, sure there's moms that have been doing this for a lot longer saying, oh my gosh, what a rookie. Um, Because I know I still have so much to learn and to modify. And I think that's what's cool about me kind of documenting this because I'm going to be able to look back and remember all of this and be like, oh my gosh, (laughs) I should have known that. Um, but so anyway, last year, that was something that I had to learn was, um, to set sort of a realistic expectation or a goal with that particular resource, because otherwise for me and the way that I am, it just can tend to be lost. Um, and then you just get kind of frustrated and defeated by it. So this time around with it, that's kind of the goal in what I'm doing is saying, you know, this should only take through January, maybe beginning of February, we're going to do one each day, if not one every other day. Um, you know, and to and this is how we're going to kind of make it go a little bit further, put the two together and make it sort of an interesting process for the kids and uh, have this be part of their independent work. And what I like about it is that Even if I can't completely engage with them to do the lesson and read to them about the state and things like that, they can go and they can get out their their stuff and they can do it on their own. So if I say, you know what, guys, go in the schoolroom and instead of just picking what you want to do from the things, um, I really want you to work on the state capitals because we didn't do it the last day or two or whatever and, you know, get to working on that independently and then we'll meet back up and I'll make a note. And like I've mentioned too with how you can structure your day, it's a beautiful thing that you can like, you know, do it then I can say, well, the kids did this independently earlier. Now when Dustin gets home from work, I can sit with them and have a little bit more of a conversation about it and we can dive in a little deeper and have that connection and I can make sure that that's getting done. But at least in the meantime, you know, they're able to do part of it on their own. And I really truly believe in independent work, not only because it helps me um, be able to navigate through my day, being one person here with four kids and having other things to do besides just teach my children. Um, Not that I don't make it a priority, Um, but you know, it's life and we have a business and I have two other kids besides them and stuff happens. So, you know, it really helps me to be able to, um, give them things to do so that when I can't be hounding after them, they have independent work that they are expected to do. And the older they get, it's a really good life lesson that, you know, you got to do it. No one's going to follow after you, especially if they want to own their own businesses someday. They need to realize no one's going to chase after you. No one's going to make you do what you need to do. It's up to you to know what needs to get done, how you're going to do it, and when you're going to do it, and the consequence of not doing that. So I think that's a really, really good life lesson, being business owners and and really loving the entrepreneur uh, mindset that we've been able to, you know, switch to and have 
going from nine to five jobs to owning our own businesses individually and now together. So, um, and it's also rewarding for them and it builds confidence. Every time your child can do something on their own, um, obviously within reason, not making your child do things that are not age appropriate that they should not be doing. Um, I grew up sort of in that situation and that's a totally different thing but to be able to give them the opportunity to um you know do things independently for themselves and even if they do struggle a little bit that's okay you know because that is a really good confident confidence builder in children and again I'm really thankful for the Montessori philosophy And having my kids in the Montessori school when we did and then reading Montessori books and learning about that whole philosophy um, has been a blessing because I tend to be one that I like want to get in there and like do everything for everybody, especially my kids. I'm like a fixer. I'm a doer. Um, I've had to do that my whole life. Nobody's ever done anything for me, really. (laughs) So if something needs done... I've always had to just do it myself. And so I tend to just now want to do too much for my kids because I overcompensate in a way or was. I don't anymore, um, but I was. And, you know, we have to realize our childhood traumas or things, adversities tend to play a really big part in our parenting. So we have to keep those things, you know, in the forefront. And so that's a whole other podcast, but... I feel refreshed in being able to give them those independence things that they can do for themselves. And I tell my kids a lot, and it's hard for me to say this, but I've gotten to a place where I realize that it's a healthy thing to say to them where I say, listen, I am happy to do for you what you cannot do. But if it's something you can do, do it yourself. You know, it's hard for me to say that so hard, but um, it's been really good for me to be able to do that for them. So, um, that's why I really believe in the independent work and making it so that it's engaging for them and it's, you know, everybody's happy and everything kind of flows well. And the independent work's kind of nice because again, um, then the younger kids see the older kids sort of just being able to entertain themselves with something you know that's engaging their mind on their own and that's a beautiful thing to see too and that's a really good life skill to have as well so I wanted to share this because um you know I gain a lot of knowledge and I say this probably in all my podcasts that like I'm not reinventing the wheel here like there's other moms doing this stuff and have been for like ever um but I just like to share it because um you know, I know that other moms sharing has helped me just to be like, oh, wow, I would have never thought to do it that way um, or use that resource. And a lot of these resources that I found are from other people sharing things that I'm like, oh, well, let me check this website out. Let me go here. And um, so, yeah, just layering the sort of um, setting a system, being intentional about start to finish your time frame with that resource and 
also, um, you know, using multiple resources together to kind of make it a little more engaging and fun. And so that is my geography, um, which way USA and using arrows and applesauce resources. Um, so until next time, this is in the studio with Anne podcast. I'm Anne.